welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we talk about our favorite fangirl things. Um, we are continuing our read-through of Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer, which is Twilight from Edward's point of view. The last episode, we talked about chapters two and three, and now we will be talking about chapters four and five in Midnight Sun. So I hope you're ready. Chapter four is Visions. It's an extra chapter in the book, obviously. By extra, we mean we don't see this time from Bella's point of view. Mm -hmm. Chapter four in Twilight is titled Imitations, which is chapter five in Midnight Sun. Yeah. So it's this whole extra chapter right now that we will be discussing in Midnight Sun from Edward's point of view. Mm -hmm. Edward goes back to school after leaving Bella in the hospital. Mm -hmm. He admits to stalking Bella and wanting to go see her while at school. He knows he should make it seem like Bella is confused, but can't make himself lie about her. Yeah, and that's kind of like the whole like gentleman guilt kind of thing. Yeah. And also just where he stands with her. Mm-hmm. I feel and his those obvious feelings. Yeah. Um also like his family is reacting to this. Mm-hmm. And you very much see like their character through their reactions, yeah. I would say. Yeah, because the next thing is Edward finds out Rosalie is pissed. Yeah, Rosalie's, you know, like cussing him out, like in her thoughts, just a ball of fury. And it's like, I'm sorry, man, you better watch out for her. Yeah. She's big mad. And while Emmett is talking to Edward, Edward kind of realizes that he doesn't exactly, he didn't exactly save her for self-preservation. Yes. He realizes that it's a little bit deeper than mm-hmm. what it probably should have been. Then he finds out that Jasper plans on killing Bella. Uh-huh. Edward's like, no. Mm-hmm. And... I found this part on page 76 where Edward's like, maybe I'm going to have to fight my family. Yeah. Like, Uh, it has come to that where in his head it's Bella versus his family in a way. mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the next two bullets is he goes into a rage and he decides he would fight against his family for Mm -hmm. her. Yes. And then he even talks about the possibility of kidnapping her. Yeah. And, like, how he would do it. Like, you can see Edward throughout this whole book just playing out scenarios. Yeah. Which is what (laughs) you do. Yeah. It is overthinking ability. Yes. Yeah. I mean, same. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know which type personality that goes with, but I feel like I'm the same way. You know, he sizes up his family and kind of decides on who they side with. Mm-hmm. And then he plans on how he's going to kidnap her and save her. And But then he realizes that if he wound up accidentally killing her, how much, how multifaceted, I think is yes. the word used, it would, uh, the pain would be of that. So mm-hmm. he's starting to realize that there's more to it, but he's emotionally unavailable like myself so it's kind of <laughs> like well, that's weird but I'm gonna ignore it for a little while and just deal with the problems <laughs> at hand and like if he kills her he thinks about his own repercussions with his feelings how mm-hmm. what his family would go through mm-hmm. you know what her family would go through mm-hmm. there there's so many moving parts to it and it's not as simple as he originally thought in chapter one when he first thought about killing her yeah, and then uh, they go home, and the Collins have a meeting. Yep, they they sit around that dining room table. They don't use. Did, are they up in the dining room during that? I don't remember. I think, I think so. Yeah, that yeah, feels he's right. Sitting yeah. down in the chair. I would like to say, you know, chapter three is titled "Risk," and I thought it was titled "Risk" because Bella is at risk, like mm-hmm. her life is at risk. But then Edward says, 
says, he's apologizing. He says, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put any of you at risk. It was thoughtless and I take fall. I take full responsibility for my hasty actions. Mm -hmm. So really it's just about him putting his family at risk. Yeah. I don't even think it's him putting himself at risk. It's the whole family that he has to think about. And you know, Rosalie's all like, what are you going to do to fix it? What are Mm -hmm. we going to do? And that kind of brings up the conversation now. Yeah. Yeah, you have, of course, each of their different reactions of Esme doesn't want to play to one side or the other. Carlisle's always like the Mm -hmm. mediator. We want to still be human. We don't want to kill anyone if they're innocent kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jasper's just like, no, let's just get get this over with and move on. Jasper's got that mentality of like, just get rid of the problem. It's a collateral damage at this point. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's when you're like him and have that kind of military attitude that's kind of how it is like mm-hmm. okay this is the objective this is how i need to keep yeah. my my group, group. safe yes and um like edward talks about okay i'll just leave mm-hmm. and i think esme is really the one who's like no because no, it. it's yeah. her family and she doesn't want to yeah. break up the family yeah. but then it's also interesting because emmett's just kind of like eh, just do what we got to do but he sides with rosalie because of course they're together yeah. so yeah. he doesn't actually give his he opinion knows she will kick his ass if he yeah <laughs> yeah which is what you're supposed to do in a relationship <laughs> that's how it's supposed to work <laughs> if you are not happy with what that man says you let him know Uh (laughs) which edward is like he talks about not wanting to be a coward but (laughs) now and throughout the rest of the book you'll see how many times he either decides to run away or just runs away (laughs) (laughs) like i don't blame him because if i was in that situation i'd probably do the same or worse but yeah i definitely run in this situation (laughs) if the option is killing her or running i mean clearly he takes a different path but if that's all you could see at the moment yeah and then you also have alice who's just like i'm keeping an eye on the future i think we're okay for now (laughs) yeah i just i think it's funny how that works out but uh rosalie and jasper plan on killing bill mainly jasper rosalie just is just done and just wants you know a solution and edward and carlisle are close or, of course, the main two that are just disagreeing yes. on it. Everybody else is either just being partial mm-hmm. or not trying to play sides. And then Alice decides to drop the A-bomb of what happens. And and in her little sweet way of just being like, Jasper, don't do this because she's going to be my friend one she's day. She's going to be my best friend. And then Edward starts digging. He freaks the and imagine being one of the other family members you have no idea what's going on because you can't see the future like alice and you can't read alice's mind like edward so edward starts screaming no and starts going off and imagine being one of the others just sitting there and being like what the what's going on I think it just says that Emmett grumbles, and that's like all you hear going on. It's just like, oh, they're doing it again. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> Emmett would be the one to actually say that out loud too. Yes, yeah, and like the part where you know he sees all this and he's like, "What does this mean?" And Alice is like, "Yeah, we can't do this because I I will love her too." And Edward's like, "Love her? Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> back up a minute he's like i love this girl what the heck he's like uh no neither of these things are going to happen like imagine just knowing your future with someone you don't really know yet yeah that's 
I think that's so interesting. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's and like, crazy. will it change your current actions? And like, that's how Alice lives her whole yeah. life is just through, oh, I'm going to have this one day. And, yeah. You know, like there's a reason she can't be broody. It's uh-huh. she can't change things. She feels like she can't change things. So like, mm-hmm. why not have fun? Yeah, live her life. And I mean, like, I, I love that Jasper was just a okay with it because he was like, "Oh, she really does love me." Like, okay. Yeah, I know. It's just like one word from Alice. And Jasper's like, "Okay, I'm not gonna kill her anymore." <sighs> and then, of course, Alice states that she'll either become a vampire or Edward will kill her. And Edward's like, neither. Yeah, Edward goes into option ni- C. <laughs> the The last bullet I have is Edward goes into denial, denial, and <laughs> runs away. Like he always does. Like he always does. The whole like, what do you mean I'll love her too? And Alice is kind of like, can't you see like the path that you were headed on? Mm -hmm. Like, can't you see? You are have already been interested in this girl because she is so different. And then you risked everything to save her life because something inside of you made you do it. Mm -hmm. And you can call it being a gentleman, whatever, but something inside of you made you save this girl. And this is why. I feel like if Alice wasn't like, yeah, you're going to love her, Edward probably would have been like, love? What? Huh? Like if Alice had never said anything or shown Edward anything about it, he would not have realized he was in love with her. He would be stalking her and not realizing why he's stalking her. Just kind of like, and then one day I'd just be like, Wait a minute. <laughs> what is this feeling? So, so sudden, sudden and new. <laughs> I felt the moment I laid eyes on you. Okay. I mean, that's pretty um, much what it is. Because, I mean, it's obvious that Edward's never experienced love in any form like that. So he's just like, what the hell are yeah. these yeah. feelings? What? And, like, maybe he's taking those feelings of like that kind of obsessive adoration of her as like i'm a monster because i'm so interested in this human girl Mm -hmm. and i and i want to talk to her because i'm gonna end up killing her and all this stuff like Mm -hmm. maybe he's just he doesn't know what those feelings are and he doesn't know how to handle them like yeah he doesn't know a name for them Mm -mm. because he's never really i mean there's no experience to tie into that one thing i do want to bring up for those that either haven't read the book or don't remember, is everybody's individual feelings about finding out that Edward's in love with a human mm-hmm. or going to fall in love with a human, I guess is the best way to say that, is Rosalie's obviously disgusted. Yes. Emmett, I want to talk about why she's disgusted in a minute. Yeah. Go on. Emmett finds it hilarious. <laughs> yes, of <laughs> he course. He really does. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm kind of with him because like... He's like, it, dude, really? <laughs> she ain't even that cute <laughs> be like of course this happens because you're you and that's hilarious <laughs> and then alice is like totally confident totally confident about it she's like and then he has it like is in like sections like okay what's bad is rosalie and emmett and then it's what's worse is alice and Alice being confident and Jasper being confident in her confidence. Yes. Which I love. I think, <laughs> I think all relationships should have that. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, well, she knows, so we're good. She knows. <laughs> I guess I'm not going to kill her because <laughs> my girlfriend would be really mad. So. And we're then gonna... he says, worst of all is Esme, which is she's joyous about it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I would be too. Like, you know, you've been a brooding virgin for 80 yeah. years. <clears throat> she's like, finally. Like, finally. He's he'll gonna stop be playing happy. the piano all the time, all the really mean songs where he's just like banging on it. 
it'll be a pretty lullaby while I there's no sexual the frustration house. anymore. No, there's no like anger or yeah. you know. And no, there's honestly probably some more of that because obviously they don't do anything together in any form yeah. until later in the series. Yeah, so there's lots of frustration. I don't know if you see the movies. There's the frustrations. I don't know how anybody watches those movies and is not disgusted <laughs> by what happens. Oh uh, no, there's people out there. Because I'm like, why is he making? with such sexual noises they just pecked on the lips like and he's just like is oh. he okay i'm like because he wants to drink up that <laughs> i'm like coiling into myself and like what is this and why are you sounding like, like that across the room into the wall and he's like Ooh. <laughs> and she's like did i do something wrong yeah we'll get there in the book but I wanted to briefly talk about um specifically Rosalie's disgust with him being, you know, mm-hmm. in love or in the future being in love with Bella and everything, and why she thinks that's so wrong. And it's not because Rosalie's like some pretentious vampire who looks down upon all humans. I don't think necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's because she wants to be human so bad. Mm-hmm. And she she wants to protect humans in such a way. And she like doesn't think they should be involved in the vampire world because no. like it's subjecting themselves to that mm-hmm. kind of life and i think she said something about that later on i mean she knows the possibilities i don't remember if they talk about it outwardly about either edward you kill bella or you turn her into a vampire mm-hmm. and she's like you can't turn her into a vampire because why would you do that to her you know later yeah. on in the series we kind of see edward and rosalie are like very anti bella becoming a vampire because both of them value humanity so much yeah and they're the literally the only two Mm-hmm. in the household yeah. that are just like super deadpan against. Yeah. And you kind of look at like how they became vampires and everything and just some things that they have done. Yeah. Really shows that. Any more notes on chapter four? Um, I think now would be a good time. We didn't really fully flesh out what we were talking about, um, about the Dreamcast. I haven't finished Dreamcasting. You haven't finished yet? No. How dare you? I just want to say, all right, well, I'll say it right here and right now. Stephanie Myers Edward would be my Edward because I'm in love with him and have been for a very long time. Can you tell the audience who that is? (laughs) You should know. You should just be able to read minds like him. No, um, Henry Cavill. (laughs) Yes. Definitely um, have always fangirled over him like since the tutors and i feel like it would be a good he he would he does a good brood mm-hmm. i mean i was working a little bit on my fan cast but really nothing is solidified and i was kind of i kind of put like two different fan cast one where age doesn't matter like if mm-hmm. they filmed it now like whatever age didn't matter i haven't really broadened that mm-hmm. but i know that i'm keeping anna kendrick as jessica because i love her yeah but like i said i haven't really inserted anyone else into that cast but i have been considering a younger cast for the possibility of like if right now they made the twilight movies these people i could kind of see because they're all like in their 20s yeah i could see it happening and i I, like i said i haven't really casted anyone looking up people as alice i put the girl from queen's gambit anya taylor joy because she just has that like 
pixie fairy energy. Yeah. Like, not just in how she looks, but also, like, when she speaks, I can see it. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Zendaya would be Angela, because mm-hmm. I could just see that. Yeah. Like, I mean, she could probably play another character, but that's, like, what I see. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to find someone for Rosalie, and Sophie Turner jumped out at me, because I can see her. Yeah. Like, not Sansa Stark energy, necessarily, but, like... Kind of the, it has to go this way of mm-hmm. Sansa Stark energy. But like blonde Sophie Turner is kind of what I saw. Yeah. I haven't casted anyone else though. Yeah. I'm not very good at this. I just kept like saying to people and Caitlin would keep shooting me down. But at the same time, it was always terrible people because I'm so bad at it. Oh, my other person was uh, Joe Curie as um, Mike. <laughs> He'd play a great mind. Yes. I can I think he's too popular right now, but Noah Centineo as a possibility for Jacob. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think ethnicity that works, but yeah. <laughs> kind of like the vibe. I would have to look more into that one. Just put Boo Boo Stewart in as Jacob. <laughs> also Yes. She put um Killian Murphy as uh-huh. Uh, James, nice. which I I love Killian Murphy too. So I was like, I think me and Stephanie Meyer just have similar taste in men mm-hmm. or something because I, I freaking love Killian Murphy too. But I couldn't like gauge anyone for Bella or Edward yet. I feel like mm-hmm. I need to just be watching a random show yeah. and be like, <gasps> them. Yeah. Because I don't know. A really plain looking brunette girl for Bella, but like someone who has that vibe, you know? Yeah. I kept on finding girls, but I was like, she's too pretty. You yeah. Know? Too very like model esque and already looks like one of the vampires. Yeah. <laughs> and see, like, we were discussing it last night after recording, and I was like, you know, Kristen Stewart did look like Bella, mm-hmm. like what I would see Bella looking like. It was just the acting yeah. wasn't what i wanted no. and and it's I very stale it's very very stale and it's not just them i will say even though i'm not a fan of their works i think it's also a directing approach uh-huh. to like it was supposed to be very angsty teen it was an angsty teen vampire movie mm-hmm. but i feel like and there should have ex- been more that's exactly it. what it was yes huh. yeah it's respectable in the sense that it gains so much popularity you have this generation that just loves it so much Mm -hmm. and like it changed people's lives in a way it did but um if you look at it now you're like "Mm, that wasn't that great like there is worse out there i gotta say but it's not that great oh there is much worse (laughs) and i will say i made caitlin and reba watch it a little snippet while we were type while we were dream casting a little snippet of queen of the damned because akasha is everything (laughs) it made me think about a scene in i can't remember which and rice book it was from that series but where all of the vampires all the vampires are dying out but there's one that had children before they became a vampire and their lineage had had been traced all the way to the present and all the surviving vampires are like no matter what we have to make sure that these vampires or that these humans this human lineage survives and it kind of reminded me of this scene in twilight where he's like okay bella's gonna you know i have to protect bella and then like cullen or Colin, Carlisle is like, yes, you know, 
we have to make sure that these humans are okay. Yeah. It just, it gave me, it reminded me of that. Mm -hmm. Like the sort of protective nature Mm -hmm. of them, which I'll talk about later on whenever we discuss chapter five. Yeah. Um, Also to note, I was looking through Twilight because I'm trying to like look between the books and compare. And after chapter three, which was the car crash car crash scene from Bella's perspective. She she goes to sleep and she dreams about Edward. And in her dream, it's dark and the light that animates is from him, which means that he is already sparkling and she doesn't know anything about this vampire yeah. world yet. How does she know that this boy sparkles already? Foreshadowing. Well, definitely. But like, how does she know? Yeah. It's bizarre. It is very bizarre. And can we also, I also, while watching Queen of the Damned snippet last night, um, the highlighter they used (laughs) in that, uh, which is amazing and I loved it, but. I was like, I really wonder if Stephanie Meyer was inspired by these, by this movie specifically, because only in this movie are they like shiny and bright and glittery Mm -hmm. when light hits them. Yeah. Chapter five is titled Invitations. And like uh, we said earlier, that is chapter four in Twilight. Mm -hmm. So they don't line up after this point. Yeah. (laughs) Just putting that out there. We we will try to keep track of it. If not, it may get confusing. (laughs) So they're back at school. Back at school. I feel like every chapter so far. Well, yeah, because that's where he sees Bella. Yeah. uh, It's always him running away and them coming back to school. (laughs) Yes. Every chapter. He is Gabriella Montez from High School Musical. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I gotta go my own way. <laughs> She's like, what about us? He goes back. They go back to school. He ignores Bella. He keeps running. Uh-huh. He goes on runs like every day. And a month passes. He avoids Bella, but watches her mm-hmm. through everybody else's eyes. This is Mike Newton for it. Yeah decides Bella is good because yes. of how she treats people. Yeah, and um, that's kind of seen with, in class, how she treats Tara, Tara Stoner Girl. Mm-hmm. And he's like, huh, everyone else is being so mean, but Bella's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then later on, um, at lunch or whatever, her Bella's friend group is talking and Eric's going off about something and everyone's Comic-Con. Comic-Con. And everyone's just like ignoring him because Eric just talks and he's such a nerd and no one wants to deal with it. But she's like showing mm-hmm. interest. It's uh, She's not really interested, well, I don't she, think. She mm-hmm. just agrees with him on like the trip thing because she doesn't want to agree yeah. with the rest of them because they were all dissing Eric for wanting to go to Comic-Con. Yeah, so she's being nice and everything, which if you're a girl and you're nice to a boy, he thinks he's in, or you're into him Yeah, in a lot of cases, especially someone like Eric. So he's like, oh, this might work out for me. (laughs) Edward still hates Mike. Yes. Um, (laughs) He thinks, he's like, Mike knows nothing about her. He doesn't know why she does this. He doesn't know, like, he doesn't know anything about her. And Edward feels like he does. Mm -hmm. like edward feels like edward does yeah he's like mike doesn't know anything yeah 
Which I love that. Which he's not, like, totally wrong. No. Because I feel like teenage boys, and I mean, like, Edward's a little bit at fault yeah. for this, too. And Edward can read Mike's thoughts, mm-hmm. and he knows that Mike can be a little, mm, in his thoughts mm-hmm. about Bella, and he does not appreciate that. No. no, no not because of his obsession, or, like, his possessiveness over Bella, being mm-hmm. like, oh, she's mine to think about. Yeah. But because he's a gentleman, and he's like, why would you think of a girl that way? Yeah. Like, Especially when you like yeah so madonna and horror situation going on here <laughs> so he still hates mike yes bella's staring at edward a lot during <laughs> lunchtime <laughs> and the family is trying to act normal whatever that means for a group of vampires everyone knows the cullens are weird though so like why, why? try so hard <laughs> alice yeah alice be like guys bella's about to look act normal I love Alice during all this because she's like, hey, Edward, can I talk to Bella yet? Can I talk to Bella yet? Can I talk to Bella yet? And Edward's like, no. She's like, I need a friend outside of this stupid family. Like, give me it. I've been waiting years to finally have a human friend. I've known about all these people. I know all their lives. She's like, I need female energy besides Esme, who's super sweet, and Rosalie, who's just like, we don't agree on anything. (laughs) She's like, I need a new female energy. Can you bring that to me, please? Mike plans on asking Bella Edward isn't happy about it. Oh, yeah. And why is he not happy about it? Why? This random dance that's... I always forget That's a girl's choice dance, but all these guys are asking her instead. (laughs) Yes. Or trying to get her to ask them. Which, it's... How did these places have so many school dances? I don't feel like... Have you ever watched... Like a, a teen show. I know. The Vampire Diaries has a dance every three episodes. <laughs> it seems a bit ridiculous. To oh, me it definitely is. But it's just so that there's like drama and intrigue, you mm-hmm. know, even though we don't see this dance. Yeah. Unfortunately, that'd be fun. Yeah. I, I like the meadow scene, though. I'm so, it's one of my favorites. But Mike asks her, kind of doesn't go well. <laughs> no, More because Bella's like, um, actually, Jessica really likes you. Well, so. she insinuates that without actually saying Yeah, that. yeah. And, like, maybe you should ask Jessica. And Mike's like, why would I do that? And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And Jessica definitely knows that she's his second choice, and she's not happy about <laughs> no. that. But Jessica still wants some attention. That's true, yeah. too. Uh, Edward realizes she will eventually say yes to someone, even if not mm-hmm. Mike. And realizes that he's jealous. Yeah. Which is good. It's growth for emotionally stunted people. What this is, is feeling so sudden and new. I mean, it, it's, it's a difficult world out there yes. for us. Um, Bella shoots down Mike. Um, very as, carefully. Very carefully. Which is fair because I feel like in high school I, I try to shoot down people very nicely now. Maybe not so much if they well, yeah. ask me out this way. I'd be like. Once again, there's a reason this story takes place, place in, in high school. school and not you'd be college. Like, why are you doing this yes. right now? If I wanted to ask you, I would ask you. Um, <laughs> if I liked you, I would let you know. But I don't. But maybe I'm too much of a bitch. <laughs> so Edward decides to talk to her because he can't freaking take it anymore. Yeah. He's like. He wants to know what's going on in her head because clearly he doesn't. He's just like, why is she acting this way with Mike and him asking her to this dance? And so mm-hmm. he yeah. can't take it anymore at all. And then the next two bullet points are she mad, he mad. So, <laughs> well, like, 
he starts talking to her and she's like, oh, so now you're talking to me. And he's like, am I? Yeah. And he's just so wishy-washy. And I would be just fed up at this point. I'd be like, if you're going to act like this, no, I'm not going to be your friend. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk to you Mm -hmm. because you're just being rude right now. And that's so popular in teen media, I feel. Yeah. Where you have the really broody boy Mm -hmm. who like acts like he likes you one minute and will talk to you and be your friend and maybe something more than like completely just... Mm-hmm. counts you out and it's so annoying and it makes unrealistic expectations for girls and yeah. they think that they deserve something that they don't yeah. well it's also in media but it's also very much prevalent today in actual real life like oh, that's yeah. happened a and lot i think that has to do with the influence of media yeah. honestly you think that you deserve someone who's like this because at times they treat you well yeah, and no one deserves that. And no. if anybody does, you kick him in the crotch and just go on with your life. Um, also, I feel like if Bella was not as shy as she was, the one of the like when it gets to a scene where it's just the two of them, I feel like she would have gone off on him. Like, mm-hmm. well, she kind of she does. She yeah. does, but not as much as like full on whole sentences. There's this whole paragraph in the book of yeah. her just going off on him. Like if she was a slightly different person, I would expect that to be there. Um, yeah. And she's just like, like you shouldn't have saved me. You wouldn't be filled with so much regret. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you mean regret? Like, I don't regret doing it. And she's like, you've been ignoring me for a month. Mm-hmm. And whenever we have talked, you've been a complete asshole. And mm-hmm. then at the end of like that, that chapter, he, he, she was just like, well, why did you save me? He's like, I don't know. So, I mean, what was she supposed to think then yeah. Like, yeah he seems so concerned with her but i don't know he's not considering i feel he's not being empathetic yeah like he's supposed to be yeah. and you know which like- characters need flaws mm-hmm. i respect that you know edward's supposed to seem so perfect and everything but especially from bella's point of view and we kind of see like boys got some issues mm-hmm. well i think some of it's also that he's not empathetic to humans it's he's empathetic to his family a little bit mm-hmm. but is he not really not a whole lot but he he's more always concerned about them than like anyone around him well also yeah. he knows that his family will always be there compared to the mm-hmm. humans yeah. humans are just gonna die mm-hmm. and as a vampire who's lived a hundred years you kind of accept that i feel i'm not a vampire so i don't know but <laughs> or am i but um <laughs> So Edward lists, uh, they're out of class now, and Edward listens to Eric ask out Bella. Mm-hmm. Bella rejects him. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Another rejection. Yeah. Eric. And then right after, which I don't know how the f- Bella manages to get three guys to ask her out in one day. We all know that girl, though. <laughs> we all know her. Edward. Are you talking about who I think you're talking about? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Edward helps Tyler ask her out by blocking her car, her truck there's in. There's cock blocking, and then there's just like <laughs> letting it happen. And he thinks it's hilarious. Yes. Which... What he thinks is hilarious is how angry she is. <laughs> How un- not necessarily uncomfortable she is. Like just yes. all the all the minute expressions she makes and to these I guys. I would say like Mike and uh, Eric asking her to the dance is one thing. Tyler's just like, "Hey, are you gonna ask me to the dance?" And she's like, "Why would I do that?" 
You hit me with your old man. (laughs) Well, it just it's even worse when Tyler's just like, yeah, I heard from Mike that you're going this weekend to Seattle, and she's like, yeah. So and and he's like, I thought that was just an excuse, and you really (laughs) wanted to go with me. What made you think that? And then he's like, all right, there's there's always prom. Um, Tyler would be a scary frat boy. Yeah. I, I don't want to get too serious, but he would be a scary frat boy. Yeah. He's one of those like, oh, she looked like she wanted me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watch out for him. Oh, definitely. I got dark real quick. No. I'm sorry, but it just came to mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I apologize. It's but. okay. He's definitely a nice guy. We'll go on. I mean, but who isn't like any of the guys in this? Who isn't the nice guy in the book? Even Edward kind of has the nice guy qualities. Yeah. Even though he doesn't necessarily consider himself that, but he does he's like, because I'm a bad guy. he's like, I'm a gentleman. But I'm a villain, but um <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a like his mind is split between his human side and then like this beast side and then it just goes back and forth between yeah. I mean that's kind of what being a vampire is because you yeah. look human, you have to act human, but you have this animalistic thing. Mm-hmm. And there are vampires who just take on the animalistic mm-hmm. thing and, but the Cullens don't. Yeah. Well, it also, I mean, it just depends on how they are mentally, too. Because, I mean, not all of them necessarily think in terms of it being split. Yeah. So I think that's an Edward thing. I feel like there's a percentage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like that percentage moves back and forth. It's like one of those bars where it's like, (laughs) I think it all depends on your outlook. And I feel like Edward and Rosalie both, like, have so much resentment towards mm-hmm. being yeah that's the thing like the two of them are too similar to like ever be mm-hmm. together so like when carlisle like brought her there for edward yeah. uh, it, it would be like, horrible no. absolutely horrendous mm-hmm. i don't want to see it no <laughs> i reject it edward and angela however <laughs> please or emmett and angela i don't also, know also <laughs> um we didn't go into this in the last chapter, but I've, off record, we were talking about Mr. Banter. And His name is Banter. Banter, Banter. <laughs> I'm just screwing up words today. I think that was in this chapter. Uh, is it in the, I thought it was last chapter. It was in he's last talking. chapter. Oh, okay. No. He called, Mr. Banter. But it's when Edward is just realizing that Bella's good because of her uh-huh. say, asking Tara to be in their group for Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And him, Mr. Banter, calling the students cannibals. So he calls the students cannibals and so i was like mr banner knows he yeah. knows that there are vampires among them mm-hmm. like he knows yeah and then peyton brought up a very great um whatever i, I can't think of the word right yeah now. i was like what if mr banner is a vampire hunter and i was like oh my gosh and he just knows all this and he's got like little uh-huh. trinkets and stuff that helps him like not yeah so like edward's Edward thinks he can read his mind, but is he really reading like all of his thoughts? Or maybe he's been trained. He's been trained enough. <laughs> Mr. Banner has been trained enough so mm-hmm. that like he knows how to suppress some of those thoughts. Yeah. Maybe he has a shield as well. <gasps> maybe Bella night. is from a line of vampire hunters, and that's I've, why the shield exists. I've, I've been wanting this so bad. I love a good hunter story. Yeah. I think it just added some adds something. I'm not talking about vampire diaries, Alaric being a vampire hunter. That's boring. Whatever. No one cares. Yeah. I'm talking about like there's a whole like crew Come, yeah. of vampire hunters. And I mean, it's crazy that it's never delved in in this book. Like all we know for sure 
in the Twilight series is that vampires exist. Yes. And that werewolves exist, but Jacob's tribe is not werewolves. They're shifters. shifters. And that's all we're given. Yes. Like, the world building is almost like, I guess, because it's... very it's, limited. Yeah. yeah. And you have, like, the... I'm going to say it wrong, because this is how I say it. The vultury. Uh-huh. Vultury, however you want to say it. You have them, and I'm like, if they are such powerful vampires, I feel like at some point there has been some opposition. Yeah. It's not from the shifters. Mm-mm. Not for them, because we see that in Breaking Dawn. It's just not from them. Maybe there is a hunter crew that we don't know about. Some yeah. Sort of. I mean, the only opposition they talk about is, like, what the Romanian people are trying to overthrow mm-hmm. them, be, mm-hmm. like, the kings of the whatever the vampire world. Yeah. Like, that's the only yeah. opposition that's ever talked about. But I feel like if you, you think you're so big and bad, there's probably other people out there who's after you. So if you have any fan fiction for us, send it our way if it has to do with vampire hunters and Twilight because my body is ready. <laughs> We're ready for this. I, we've always, I've always said I wanted Bella to be a vampire hunter. Like Edward not find out until like the very last minute and she'd just be like, yeah, I'm a hunter. Just like a full Buffy moment. <laughs> after this, Edward goes to hunt because he's got to get a full amount of blood before he can deal with Bella. And then, in all the creepiness, he decides, you know what? I'm just going to break into Bella's house. I'm just going <laughs> to go in. obsessively stalk her right quick well, just to make sure she's okay. He, yeah. He, at first, it was like, I'm just going to watch her house and make sure everything's okay. Yeah. But I can't hear her thoughts, so I'm kind of worried. Well, I'll just look in the window. Well, maybe I'll go inside. <laughs> she won't hear me. Neither will Charlie. It'll be fine. I'll bring oil next time. <laughs> and then it's, I want to look at all of her CDs of books to see what she's into but i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna sit in this rocker in the corner of the room i'm like edward you know you're gonna be talking to her the next day and mention like a book or a cd that she has <laughs> and she'll be like how do you know that i like that so lincoln, i don't know that's so crazy man so lincoln park huh <laughs> and then he watches her sleep uh-huh. obviously in his little rocker and here's her sleep talk which i completely forgot happened yeah he has the, like this he- guardian angel mentality that we see begin i feel in this in this chapter where he thinks he can protect her yeah that's why he kills a spider (laughs) (laughs) poor spider he's like it's not dangerous but the bites could be painful kill and then he broods for a while because Uh he's like i killed a spider but i could kill all the spiders and i would still could possibly be the worst thing for her yeah and then i am kryptonite (laughs) and then she says his name and he gets hopeful again like oh never mind she's dreaming about me And he tries to decide on how to fix the future. Mm-hmm. And then they go to school the next day after he leaves her, you know, once dawn starts breaking, he's like, let me. <laughs> let She's me. probably about to wake up. <laughs> I need to, I need to get the before yeah this is the part where he really decides like yeah i'm just gonna give up not talking to her i'm gonna talk to her but tell her it's a bad idea yeah i'm gonna be Uh so confusing talk about someone who's just so confusing just yeah and this is why bella thinks he has a split personality yeah Yeah. which i mean it's fair i don't understand why you would go for a split personality person but you know I say as a Gemini. It's a mystery. Yeah. And then they go to school and Edward talks to her, which he's so happy about. Been waiting on this moment. He's extremely happy about. And then. Giddy with joy. Giddy. (laughs) 
I think it does say giddy. I hope so. <laughs> Bella brings up the van and he gets cranky. And then Edward asks out Bella. Oh my gosh. I completely forgot about this until I was reading it. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like a banter, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like. Yeah, because he's like, I fully expect her to say no. And then she says yes. And he's like, what do I he's do like, now? I'll drive you to, to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, he doesn't want her going alone. Yeah. Because he has decided that he is her guardian an angel and he has to be there to protect her which because she is fragile which fair point she really shouldn't go alone yeah yeah fair um, point she doesn't know what's going on whatever her truck is a piece of junk mm-hmm. like, i don't blame him for that yeah but that, that's a fair point <laughs> and i feel like for her i should have reread this part she's like oh I, maybe he likes me <laughs> yeah i want to feel sorry for bella in some points and then i'm like why do you keep letting these things happen? It's because she is a 17-year-old teenage girl who you know right. has never done anything for herself. And she's like Edward in that she's presented a mystery of this guy yeah. that she finds cute. And she's like, well, what? But she finds cute and that, you know, is stalking her. I mean, she doesn't know about No, she doesn't know that at this point, but... But, but she's, she's perfectly fine with it when she does find out. And, you know, who saved her life and then there's a whole mystery behind it. She's just very intrigued and she wants yeah. to know more. Can we just talk about the fact, okay, we as adults now and as kids reading this, and I was a child, I was 11 years old when I read this book. <laughs> was like how romantic he watches her sleep yeah i, know. I, I was, always thought that was a little bit creepy. yeah i was thinking that yesterday when we were recording i was just like yeah we were that age reading this we all thought this was a hella romantic like this like whole how sweet series He's so protective yeah and i, I was mean, just like what i mean we did know that it was like a little weird yeah as kids because once again i was a child it felt like oh he just really cares, you know, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's why he does it, but it's still, it just doesn't come off the correct way. Yeah. It's still an invasion of privacy and don't know. But like, he doesn't understand that. No, he doesn't because he's, an emo- he's emotionally stunted. And so he's like, oh, this makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we've broken all of these laws before. What does this matter now? Yeah. It's just fun thing you know like no edward this isn't the same as speeding like no. this well, is weird also <laughs> he's doing it in the house of the chief of police yeah. which is worse so <laughs> it's like he was just too staring at bella and charlie walks in and he's like he are you doing it makes more sense if he'd done it when he thought charlie was t- <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna stoop in on his daughter he doesn't know what's going on which Charlie knows the whole time. <laughs> See, it to me, he's for, just sitting there in his rocking chair with a shotgun, just waiting. <laughs> I feel like Charlie is so We're... out of the loop this whole time, like because he doesn't know anything yeah. about Bella, and Bella doesn't share anything about herself. Yeah. And you see that in these teen books and mm-hmm. forms of media where you can't have parental involvement because it, they just, would, it complicates it. Yeah, it, it, would, it would not happen if parents were involved. You either need an absent parent or an absent-minded parent, I feel. Well. Which is her mom, it, one of yeah. them. As my dad is a very non-emotional, not like let's sit down and talk about your day kind of person. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he talks, but it's very similar to Charlie, where it's kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know how to deal with this. So mm-hmm. we're my, just my gonna... dad's that way too. So I kind of get it. <laughs> I get how Charlie is like, you know, why you wouldn't tell Charlie these things. I do it to my dad just because I like getting a rise out of him, and it's funny <laughs> because my dad's super sweet and not gonna. He just don't doesn't know how to handle me. Yeah, but I feel like Bella is not the person to try to get a rise out of people mm-hmm. like. I yeah. Am, so I, I mean, work. later on, and you know, Twilight at least, whenever she has to run, mm-hmm. like you just you see a little bit of like he doesn't know how to deal with her, mm-hmm. that no. kind of thing. But I mean, and also like he had to deal with her mom, that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, he hasn't seen Bella most of her life anyway, so mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like that's a part of the reason he doesn't know how to handle. Yeah, her. and it, it's it's a tr- he's treading water, and he just doesn't quite know what to mm-hmm. do because he's not familiar with her. Yeah. Like he is, but he's not. And you know, he you can tell he loves her, and mm-hmm. he wants. Oh yeah, he's like my dad, and not very emotionally able to speak like he can't speak those things Mm -hmm. and so you can feel it but as far as communicating that they're just not good at i i know this is going to come out after the bachelor has ended whatever (laughs) but there was a conversation in a recent episode on a date between matt and piper where piper talked about um her family and their relationship and everything and how Mm -hmm. they showed love through their actions and everything but she just wanted to be told hey Mm -hmm. you're doing great thank you for this i love you for this and i think that's kind of like how this is too yeah i mean i feel that my family's exactly like that yeah i'm one of those people my love languages are words of affirmation Mm -hmm. i love words of affirmation be i love receiving words of affirmation I didn't really get that at home either. So hearing those things definitely mm-hmm. makes you. I I realized, especially as a teacher, that I'm really not that great of showing like how much I appreciate certain things and like giving out compliments specifically. I can say you're doing a great job. I, I mean, you're supposed to say like, thank you for doing this. You are yeah. so this. Just because it is so reaffirming. And I think for myself, like, I don't really take in, like, good job. Like, I don't take that in. Mm-mm. But if someone tells me, you know, you're doing a great job at this specifically, mm-hmm. that really settles within me more. That being said, I don't think words of affirmation is my love language. Yeah. I really don't. I am I appreciate actions more, though. I, I don't, don't know think, if that's it either. I don't think but, it's mine either, especially considering how uh, uncomfortable I feel taking compliments a lot of the time. So <laughs> Reba's face goes red and she's like, thanks. Thank yeah, you. exactly. That's exactly what happens. Oh my gosh. Whereas if a man tells me I'm beautiful every day, it gets better and better. I'm just like, okay. Thank you. I'm like, why is he saying that today? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm an overthinker, I guess. I'm an Edward in the situation. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Reba brought up wanting to do uh, the characters' love languages. Yeah, I was thinking. I told them off off record, I guess, essentially that. And I was reading the first chapter that I was just like, well, if he hates her so much, then what the heck happens between them for him to like? Oh yeah, I'm gonna fall in love with you. Like, yeah. So I'm gonna bring up the love languages. Okay, we got words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, <laughs> gifts, physical touch. I feel like two it? of those apply to Edward. Yeah. What? What? He think? Well, quality time. Quality time. But she doesn't know service. it's quality yes. time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a little bit of the gift 
Just I was, like a teeny yeah, bit you was, see yeah. later on? Like a tiny bit, but I feel like quality time and acts of service mm-hmm. very yeah. much apply to him. Mm-hmm. I, I think Bella is acts of service. Yeah. Yeah, hers, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Giving and receiving, or at least giving. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what the other ones would be, like the Cullen family. It's really strange. I know that Rosalie's definitely got to be like physical and words mm-hmm. of affirmation. Yeah. I feel like Emmett's is physical. Yeah. Maybe quality time. Mm-hmm. Like Alice is probably quality time. Yeah. Which I mean, I feel like everybody wants all of these things yeah and we're not saying you only want one because i'm Mm -hmm. definitely a person where i want all of them but Mm -hmm. words of affirmation is probably that in quality time there's like like places that you can take where there's like a hierarchy yeah like i know that for me i think gifts would be pretty low Mm because i just don't care about that kind of stuff (laughs) i appreciate it and i enjoy giving them sometimes but it's not really high on my radar um what about jasper Hmm. I don't know because he. Inf- I feel like quality time is a good chunk of that. Yeah, I don't know because I feel like, and it could just be acts of service too. Yeah, like he. I mean, he he. If he if it comes to protecting someone, he he'll automatically act. There is yeah. no like if and or buts about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. He'll act. So that's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. What about Carlisle and Esme? I want theirs to be quality time, but I feel like everybody's is quality time. Uh huh. I don't know. Like their relationship feels like one of those where they're so like comforted just by being mm-hmm. around each other yes. yeah they are very much like that mm-hmm. and i feel like their comfort is being around family too mm-hmm. especially esme but carlisle too mm-hmm. so i feel like there's this quality time but in a different way mm-hmm. than everybody else like they would rather they're just comforted by yeah. each other yeah and Whereas- i also <laughs> i think whenever they're alone together they are um talking about their their children oh know? yeah yeah or definitely like, they're like man edward just we need to help him yeah like, what's going on normal parent stuff yeah. mm-hmm. their roles are very solidified as mm-hmm. the parents yes. of the group even though i don't think there's i mean Esme's younger than Edward and Rosalie. Yeah. She's not younger than them. No, not Rosalie, but Edward. Physically or like? No, as a as a, as vampire. a vampire. Okay. Meaning she was born later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what younger means, Caitlin. <laughs> I know. I was, but like she grew to be mm-hmm. older than he got stuck at. Yeah. Because yeah. she's probably like, what, 28, 29? 30 around that age i would say and then carlisle's like maybe 30 something yeah at least that's what i foresee mid to late 20s both of them but their quality time is different because i feel like Emmett. well i guess it's just personality wise and we're just lumping all that together into five groups so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that theirs would all be quality time but be spent differently yeah yeah within each couple because everyone knows rosalie and emmett's is far different than esme and carlisle yeah Yeah. just like their um their intimate relationships with each other Mm -hmm. are very different well Mm -hmm. i think it also like when it comes to the gifting portion like there could be some of that but they have so much money so like there's different sorts of gifts that mm-hmm. they would give away like it's not yeah. physical gifts. like you might buy rosalie a bunch of you know little clothes and stuff that there's no value mm-hmm. really like sentimentally but you might buy esme something more that she can treasure 
Yeah. And it is also later on in the book. And so Edward explains how they get their money. Mm -hmm. And when you find that out, it makes it even less special Mm -hmm. because. I don't remember. I'm going to have to look. Yeah. I don't know where. They they kind of talked about it in either chapter four or five. Edward mentioned it. What they say. About uh, Alice watching the stock market for them. Yeah. Okay. But they do that. And then I think there's like credit card schemes and stuff, too. No, but he didn't mention that. So I, don't I know. mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I no, mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. Why not? They yeah, fall, they literally falsify every single record they have. So. They have to. Yeah, so That's how they have to live. Money doesn't really. You don't earn it, so it's mm-hmm. not a big thing mm-hmm. for you. Which I mean, Carla could easily earn some money being a doctor. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> he's the only one. I mean, like Renesmee's like what a interior designer. Esme. Esme. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> We're not t- that I'm close. I'm sober today. <laughs> And this is what's happening. Yeah, Esme, I guess, is an interior yeah, designer. She, or something. something like that, yeah. Esme's an interior designer, so that makes good, decent money. I don't mm-hmm. think, like, no one's, I don't know. They if, also live in Forks. Whose house is she designing? I'm <laughs> sure it's, like, Seattle-ish, the area. Uh, yeah, probably. We the closest big city. Mm-hmm. You know, like, interior decorators and designers have rooms or like garages just filled filled with different mm-hmm. types of furniture and yeah, so she yeah. brings home a chair and carlisle's like esme another one another one uh, she like she switches out the lamps all the time which is another thing like why i said carla gugino the other day for my my dream cast of i want young her as esme because seeing her in the haunting of hill house as the mother of like this big family in this big house where she's like you know just designing things yeah. and like she's just all dreamy just trying to help her children like it just it fit it was like that is just perfect mm-hmm. that's esme just trying to look out for mm-hmm. her babies yeah even though they're not babies and they haven't been babies in a really long time yeah and wasn't any of her raising yeah. when they yeah but well there's that's her p- projecting yeah too, and from her human life yeah, yeah and there's that protective energy from her and carlisle too yeah they have to protect their kids and then edward is one of their kids it feels like he has to protect bella and bella feels like she has to watch out for charlie and like all this mm-hmm. other stuff and it kind of goes back to bella feeling like she has to protect all the cullens yeah I'm telling you, you can analyze these books i wasn't convinced when we first decided to do this I'm like no you can dig deep mm-hmm. as 11 12 13 14 year olds no, some people can, but it, it was, it I just, wouldn't have been able to. It just reminds me of the Parks and Recreation episode where the guy's obsessed with Twilight and he <laughs> like is always just like, this is just like this part. <laughs> and they try to find like God stuff in it and then uh-huh. satanic stuff yeah. in it. And I'm like, y'all, Calm chill. Down. It's a book. Yeah. But also it's... If you want to make it philosophical, go for it. If you want to read it for fun, go for it. If you want to do both, absolutely just do it. Mm -hmm. I'm anti-Twilight Judgment. Yeah. I'm anti the prejudice. Just get over yourself. <laughs> anti do prejudice. The prejudice. The prejudice. Oh, I thought you said do prejudice. I was no. like, what word is that? He's starting to take a book out of Stephanie Meyer's, a page out of oh Stephanie Meyer's book, Sulfurous. Steph- okay. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer and the words that she chooses to use. Sulfurous. Yeah, I wrote down a note earlier that just said <laughs> Steph and her the book, Thesaurus. <laughs> yes. I remember learning 
the word chagrin uh-huh. <laughs> reading these books as a kid, yeah, a teenager. I still want to not get over her using the word sulfuriously. So sulfuriously, and I was like, ooh, sulfur, demons. Yeah, <laughs> and then my like- brain went a different direction again. <laughs> Because I'm ADD and I'm like, oh, wait, um, <laughs> there were demons. That's how the vulture came to be. Yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I learned the word bemused and I've never seen it used in any other. Are you bemused? Bemused. Um, no, anytime I'm reading anything and I come across the word chagrin, mm-hmm. I think of Twilight. Yeah. I, in a college class, an elementary reading class, literacy class, we had to just think of a random word and like find the, the origin <laughs> of it and all these things. Uh-huh. The definition, like draw a picture and whatever. And I told my group to find the word chagrin. And they were like, what is that? What does that mean? And I said, it's in Twilight a lot. And they were like, you are a nerd. <laughs> that was my college experience. If you don't get called out as a nerd once in your college experience, then did you really go to college? <laughs> You didn't go for the right reasons. You didn't you? go for the right reasons. I could party too, but I could also, you know, nerd it up. Define the word chagrin for my classmates. <laughs> so I think um, that's all we got for yeah. this episode. Uh, talking about visions and invitations. invitations. The next one, we are talking about chapter six and seven. Chapter six is my favorite, I believe. Is it chapter six? Yes. Yeah. And that is blood type. And so we will talk to you then. Thank you.